This is Tim Albright with Aviation with an Aviation special celebrating Black History Month. Uh, and we're doing so uh, by interviewing uh, folks uh, from the Black History uh, community within the AV industry. And with me is my old buddy, Mr. William Brown. Welcome, sir. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you, man. You were from IamWilliamBrown.com. You and I have gone back at least 10 years and, and I've watched you uh, evolve uh, from a, an AV standpoint over those 10 years. Yeah. So take a moment and kind of give folks an idea of where you're at, but also kind of how you got here uh, in, in the industry. Right. Wow. Um, Therefore, a long time, I felt that I didn't know what AV was, and then that's who I was, right? <laughs> I was AV. You were right? AV. Um, right. And then it, it took a number of years for me to be William Brown, right? <laughs> to, to really take myself back. Um, but realize that AV is, um, is something that I enjoy and something that I want to participate in and, and add value to. Um, and so it, you know, it's, it started off as really, you know, just a job, right? It's something that, you know, I thought I was going to be in broadcast news. Mm. Um, and then it was like, yeah, that's crazy. Hey, let's just go do AV. I don't know what that is. You know, it's like, you'll like it. You'll be in hotels. You'll be traveling around in business meetings. You, you know, you'll meet um, some really uh, impressive leaders from around the country. You know, you'll be able to do it. And it's like, it's all true. Yeah. Um, but um, that life, you know, defined me. Um, and there was a lot of things that I missed, right? With, within my family, you know, for myself. Um, because I wanted to be the best EV professional that I could be. Um, and, and I, it was well, right. You know, I, you know, I, there was a lot of success until there wasn't. And during that time when, you know, I wasn't being successful in that, um, that's when I really asked myself the question, who am I? And from that question, it, got me to where I am of, you know, being a self-awareness coach and inviting people to just um, get aware of themselves. And from that, um, you can show up in anything because everything is possible now. So you're, I'm AV and I'm not AV. Um, and so that's where I am. And, and so that, that's why, and, and you and I um, have, have gone on, on for, for different things. I've had you on AV Week a number of times. Mm -hmm. uh, you've had me on your program. Now you've had another, on, a new one with, with Jeff Day, uh, The Mindful Minute, and um, having both AV folks and non-AV folks on that program as well. Right. Um, and, I, and I watched your journey and, um, you know, just as as a as a man and as a, a human being, you and I's you and I's journey are, are a, a lot similar in the fact that, you know, I got into meditation a number of years ago, um, probably about two or three years ago, and not, it's nothing something I said publicly. It's just a, it's just part of what you know, kind of my morning routine. Right, and it's helped me, and I've watched it help you, right, and and the whole mindfulness and, and such. Right. And so kind of as we were talking about this and talking about your journey, both from, you know, kind of your evolution in AV as well as your evolution in, in the mindfulness practice, you know, talk for a moment about, you know, 
your experiences as a man, but also as a black man in the industry and, and some of those hurdles that you, that you faced and the way you were able to overcome them. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really um, interesting that I felt that it mattered that I was a black guy and it, and it didn't matter. Right. Yeah. Um, what does that, what does that mean? What, what, what that means is that um, some roles or some responsibilities, you know, some interfacing with customers, I didn't get able to do because I was a black guy, right? <laughs> because I was one, you know, it's like, you know, you can handle the tech stuff, but we'll handle all the other, you know, the high pressured um, negotiations and all that other um, um, things. And so, but, you know, let's just say if there was, you know, um, a successful, you know, you know, black person, their group was coming in, I was front and center and let them know that, you know, I was in charge for the week and, hey, we got our, our guy here to make sure that, you know, everything is, um, is great. And it's like, you know, I accepted those opportunities, but there was, uh, there was an awareness that I was, um, dare I say, marginalized, right? And not seeing a lot of very smart, committed people of color overlooked um, in, in our industry because there was this feeling that, um, that certain clients wouldn't, <laughs> um, wouldn't appreciate them or wouldn't understand the um, quote unquote color, you know, <laughs> you know um, of, you know, how things get, um, will get done. And so I didn't, uh, I felt I didn't make it mean anything because, you know, I was just Bill, you know, I was, you know, I came in every day, wanted to do the best that I could, felt that I was successful because of that. And every once in a while when um, I didn't see myself or felt that um, there was someone um, that was less talented or, or something that was in control, it's like, you know what, that was less headaches, right? <laughs> you know, that, that I had to deal with, you know, that was my AV mind, right? It's like, that's one less thing that I have to deal with. Um, but the, the more that I embrace, um, I, I guess my value where I saw that I would show up and that I, I was okay with saying with someone that said, you know what, I understand how you may feel that our client might not understand or appreciate me being in charge in a situation. Um, but that kind of um, makes me feel like I'm not important around here. Um, and um, so I just, I just want you to know that. And so when I was able to speak up in some of those situations, then I wasn't the only one in the room, but I was in the room. Yeah. You know, um, so but before when I wouldn't say anything, I wasn't in the room at all. Um, so it was that fine line in that dance that feel like, OK, I can make a difference. I am. This has nothing to do with 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 me being black, um, but it but it does. And so really kind of um, depending on who I was working with and who was, you know, my manager or or or, or anything that how, um, how they would handle my response to um, um, how it would work out. 
what was your sense of, of, you know, was there a common thread um, on how people responded to you and, and, and with some of those assertions? Was it, you know, um, whether the, the your, your boss or the, the person in charge, if they were a person of color or if they yeah. were, you know, what, was there a common theme there where, you know, regardless, you know, you were, um, you were either not listened to or you were depending on, on the makeup of the person, or is it just, you know, kind of depends on more the background of the person? I, I think the common thread was, um, I would say the level of importance. So if, if somebody would say that, Hey, this is a big bank that's coming, that's, that's coming in and this, um, they do, um, um, you know, $100,000 of business, you know, at the, the hotel here, do I want to put that, do I want to put Bill in charge, the face of this? The common thread was the money, right? They knew the technical skills that I had. They knew that, you know, the commitment that, you know, the 7 a.m., um, you know, call time and the, you know, 1 a.m., you know, at night, you know, striking stuff. They, they knew that that wasn't in question, but it was who is going to be the face that if we can gain this amount of money or lose this amount of money. And I think that was the common thread. And I, and I would hate to say um, this, that sometimes when I was in charge, um, there was a feeling that they can afford to lose that business. We really didn't want this business anyway, so let's let you know let him handle that. And maybe that was the case, or maybe that was the story that I put because of sometimes that I was around. When you face challenges, and, and uh, one of the things that I've learned through this process is, is figuring out that there are there are choices that we all have mm-hmm. when it comes to to, to obstacles. And when you face obstacles of, of racism, there's a choice there. You can choose to try to overcome it. You can choose to try to educate um, your, your coworkers, your employers, or you can choose to just to go a different route altogether. Right. Um, that choice is yours. It's personal. Right. Uh, there is no right or wrong answer there. Mm-hmm. So the question is, is when you chose to overcome, why did you choose to, to fight and to try to overcome those, those hurdles? Um. I think it was my kids. Okay. It was because I was missing my family because I was growing. I mean, you know, you know, AV has been very good to me, right? Right. <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, grow, growing family and uh, and and everything. Um, but um, I, I felt that at some point it had to be worth something. I had to kind of stand up. At, at points. And I wanted them to say that, you know what, you know, that basketball game that I miss, or, you know, that thing that I wasn't there, it was because I was standing up. I wasn't just, you know, working myself, you know, to, you know, to exhaustion in some places, but there was something that I, I felt that I was making a difference. Um, and I just wanted to be able to tell my son and tell my daughters that, yeah, I'm doing this for a reason. And, and those were the times where I just like, you know what, I'm going to say something. Yeah. Because right now, I just feel like I'm um, a cog in the wheel here. And I just can't, this is not worth the cog in the wheel. I'm giving up too much for this. Talk for a second about, you know, young people coming into this industry, 
uh, and young people of color. What advice would you give them uh, as they as they start their journey? Mm. I th- I think I've because I've asked this question um, um, before for myself. It's like if my son or my daughter wanted to go into to AV, um, what would I say? <laughs> you know, and um, you know, there are many years I says absolutely not, run away, don't you know, do that <laughs> because run away, run away. Right, you're right Be- because of the cost and because this is this is what I would say when I when I had a staff in in AV and then I'll. I'll, I'll come back and answer your question directly. Um, one of my opening lines for the new hires, I would say that once you kind of embrace the fact that when the technology works, people will question why you were around here, you know, why I hired you. Hey, I, we got all this stuff working here. Why do I need you? Um, and when the technology doesn't work, they'll question why they have you around here. Once you reconcile both of those um, realities, then you can work here, right? Then you can really kind of do this. Um, and so, you know, there are some people that says, yeah, I don't want to work in that environment. <laughs> I don't want to work in that environment. But for me, I, um, I would say that um, there is um, AV, the, the industry of AV, I believe it's a reflection of our country. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the, you know, there's, a, there's an old school. There is, um, this is what we had to do to really um, be around. You know, we are a long way from, you know, um, the stacked slide projectors, right? Multimedia <laughs> slide projectors, right? Um, but we're not that far away, you know, this like when you, when you look at the experience of African-Americans in this country, it's a long, hard, difficult history, but it hasn't been that long. And, and so there's a lot of places within our, our industry that we feel that we've come a long way and, and almost the technology has forced us to come a long way. But there's a lot of still mindsets or ways of doing things that is not caught up with the technology because we're trying to hold on to what's worked. You know, I don't want to say the good old days or, or, or something, but the, the nostalgia of working in the industry. And, and, I, and I think if we're able to show up as ourselves, show up as and have a level of respect and appreciation for technology and serving people because a large part of AV is, is making other people look good. Right. You know, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're okay with that and, and you understand um, that moving parts break, right. You know, Um, and, and you may be called to help, you know, kind of make it happen. And some days you may think you understand how it, how it happens and you'll have no idea, you know, how it happens. Um, and then you would be a part of that. Um, and so I think it's, a um, everything as, as I say that it mirrors our society, the United States, um, that the idea of, of AV is great, but sometimes it doesn't show up that way. Um, and the more that we kind of are willing to work with it and be a part of it, 
um, and sometimes get frustrated with it, um, then we could have, you know, uh, you know, a happy AV life. I love that. Sometimes it doesn't show up that way. Um, as we end up here, Bill, and, and I mentioned the fact that you've had uh, an evolution the, the entire time that I've known you. Um, you are nowhere near uh, retirement. And I don't say that to be mean, but you're not. You're not that old. But look back um, at your retirement party. Look back on your career. What do you want your impact to be on this industry? I, I know there's a, a contribution, right? There's a feeling that um, um, those days of you know, taping down, you know, cables with a tie on and getting the tie caught under <laughs> this and ruining suits and the knees of, of my, my suits that um, it's worth it. There was, um, there was someone who honored um, what people were trying to communicate, what technology was available to help people be successful um, in putting out their message. Um, and it was an example of, you don't need to know everything, but you can know at least one thing and do that very well um, and make a difference. I like that. William Brown from IamWilliamBrown.com. Uh, how do people get a hold of you? How do they watch your, your podcast in the Mindful Minute? Yeah, there's a, I, I try to make it easy for people. You know, I am William Brown.com. Uh, I am William Brown will get you on, on Facebook and um, only on Twitter where the um, other William Brown took the O. So I, um, uh, it's like, I am, I am William um, Brown without the O on, on Twitter. Um, on, um, um, for the uh, One Word Conversations podcast, I'm on uh, YouTube at the Disconnect to Connect Conversations um, page. Um, and that's also a page on um, um, the uh, uh, Facebook uh, Facebook page. But the, the Mindful Minute, um, currently that's just shows up on, uh, on LinkedIn and where we have plans to put it in a lot of other places. And so we'll, um, we do uh, meetings, uh, we, we do interviews, um, probably every other week and we kind of put them together and try to get something out at least twice a month. Um, so um, just look for it, connect with me on LinkedIn at I am William on LinkedIn and um, you'll see the, the mindful minutes that, um, that we put out. All right. Very good. I am William Brown. Thank you so much, sir, uh, for yes, us, for AV Nation. Uh, go by our website, avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. You'll find programs like this and a host of others, including our two weeklies, looking at the residential side of the AV Week at Resi Week and the commercial side with AV Week. All that and more at avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. 